Welcome back to the series predictions episode. We have the Boston Red Sox going to play the Minnesota Twins for a four-game set, fresh off a three-game sweep of the New York Yankees in Boston. First game we have going up, we have James Paxton against what was supposed to be Pablo Lopez, who is not going to be playing in the first game. Uh, so we have a TBD starter for Minnesota, unless there is one that you guys see. I don't see one. Cody, who do you have going in game one for the win? In game one, I got Paxton and the Red Sox taking it. Um, you know, I think I would have picked the Red Sox even if it was Lopez. Uh, Lopez has not been training, tra- trending well, excuse me. And the offense seemed to have uh, woken up against what uh, was some decent Yankee pitching. Um, I like the Red Sox here. Paxton, I think, is going to keep Minnesota's bats quiet. He's been rolling well. He's been throwing the ball, um, you know, extremely confident. I like him uh, in game one. Sox. Terry, game one. Can't disagree with Cody. Uh, Paxton's only had one bad start for the season where he lasted just three innings against the Anaheim Angels, giving up five earned runs. He's been two runs or less every time out. And this Twins offense, it's a bottom five offense in a lot of categories. You know, average, uh, OPS, they're just... They're not really anything to be afraid of. They're, I mean, anything's better than the Yankees lineup we just saw. So, um, but I, I don't see how Paxton's gonna really have a major blip here. The dude's been cruising, and uh, I think the Red Sox take Game One. And if I'm right, that'll be their fifth win in a row. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be a sweep. So Paxton. For me, he's allowed three earned in his last 18 innings. That's good for a 1.5 ERA, if my math is correct. He's had six starts, and as Terry mentioned, he's only had one blip, and arguably he could be five and one. I mean, you allow two runs in five, six, seven innings, you should be getting a win. Your team should have enough ability to, you know, get some runs across. I'm, I'm looking at some numbers here. One run, five hits, six innings. He got the win. One run, not earned, six innings, no decision. Uh, one run, five hits, eight strikeouts, no decision. Two runs, five innings, nine strikeouts, no decision. So those games to me, those are, those are you have to win those games. The Red Sox have only won two games where James Paxson has started. So we definitely owe him this one. Game one, we all agree Boston will win. Game two, we have Crawford going up against Bailey Ober. Um, Cutter, uh, I don't know how you guys are feeling. Cody, why don't you lead us off? I do not like the Red Sox in this one, unfortunately. Uh, I think Terry mentioned it in a previous show. Cutter has not been throwing the ball very well. Uh, as of recent, um, at, at least as well as he had earlier in the season, albeit from that first original start. Uh, but this uh, John Obercat has been throwing the ball extremely well. Um, even though he's only 2-3 and three over his last seven games, he's gotten – um, you know, 40 innings, 38 strikeouts, and a whip just over one with eight walks. Uh, so he's keeping the ball. He's pounding the zone. You know, not a lot of hits, not a lot of action on the base pass. I think it's really going to make the lineup uh, work to, to get any damage done. Um, you know, this could be one of those one run here, a seeing eye single there kind of games, and, and we're on the wrong side of it, unfortunately. So uh, I've got the Twins in game two. Uh, Terry, who do you have in game two, Crawford or Ober? 
This is definitely a tougher matchup than the first game that we just went over. Um, Crawford did, I'm looking for it right now, uh, have a pretty decent start, I thought, against the Twins. Am I wrong? Wow, did he not face the Twins? Well, maybe he didn't face the Twins. I, I don't think he did. Yeah, so... That kind of sways me a little bit. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the Detroit matchup, which is another AL Central team. Um, but he he's not trending well, but at the same time, this, again, is not an offense that he should really be concerned about. If he's locating, I, I think he's going to give uh, the Red Sox a decent chance to win the game. Bailey Ober, on the other hand, uh, has been extremely solid uh, against the Rays and the Brewers, which were his two most recent starts. Struck out seven uh, and uh, pitched six full and got one out into the uh, sixth inning against Tampa. So those are two pretty good uh, offenses that would certainly, um, you know, that that could certainly put up a lot of crooked numbers against you uh, over five or six, and he's he's been pretty solid. So I really, you know what? I'm going to give a slight edge to the Red Sox. I don't know why, but give me the Red Sox for game two. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to go twins on this one. Bailey Ober has been absolutely lights out this year. He's had one bad start and then he had that one appearance against San Francisco. I was watching that late um, and he allowed four runs without getting an out. And the coach went out there, talk him down, just like, just relax, throw strikes, next batter, just get him out. Just we'll get through this. Allowed four runs in not even a third of an inning and then went out five innings, no more runs, a couple of strikeouts, a couple of walks. Uh, I think one more walk in that game, but just was lights out. And since then, I mean, been doing great. Piece the Cleveland Guardians away. The only bad rough start was against Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay is incredible. But I think Bailey Ober is going to be able to handle it. So uh, after two, uh, I see a split coming, uh, which brings us to game three, which is Garrett Whitlock and Sonny Gray. So Garrett Whitlock against Sonny Gray. Who do we have in game three, Cody? Terry, I think you wanted to mention something. I just continue. I can kind of, this game's going to give the same vibe for me anyway. So, Ah, okay. So for game three, I like, I like the Red Sox. Um, I think this, you know, could have been a, a TBA starter for us. And I still would have picked the Sox. Uh, I had this inkling that uh, Sonny Gray had never really pitched well against the Red Sox. Obviously he had, a terrible time uh, when he was there with New York. And I had to look a little bit deeper into it. Uh, Sonny Gray in 11 uh, appearances against Boston is one in seven with an ERA of uh, 629. Uh, I know that he's pitched a lot better in smaller markets, but um, nothing about that gives me confidence that he's going to be able to figure it out this time around. Um, and then you put Whitlock on the other end of that. And uh, I really like Boston here to go up two to one in the series. So I'm going, Oh yeah, Terry, go ahead. Sorry, uh, I was just pulling up his game logs. I know for a fact he pitched against the Red Sox this year. Um, he was actually pretty solid uh, on his April 18th start against the Red Sox. Five innings pitched, um, gave up seven hits on just one earned run, struck out seven. I, I think when you get into his history, as Cody was pointing out, 
He just doesn't pitch well typically at Fenway Park uh, and didn't pitch well at Yankee Stadium for the Yankees. I think he's a much different pitcher now. And either way, where this game's going to take place at Target Field, I think, you know, it's not, you know, it's not quite as relevant at this point. But it's another start where it's close to an even an even matchup to me in terms of how well, you know, Whitlock's pitching, how well Gray is pitching. And what, what I would have mentioned uh, in, in the last matchup uh, in game two with Crawford and Ober, I, I'm just giving the Red Sox a slight edge because I think the pitching matchups are equal, but the Red Sox offense is just a little bit better. Well, it's a lot better in some cases. So I can't believe I'm doing this because I, I, I thought it was going to be a split, I think. But I'm giving the Red Sox another one. I'm giving them the first three games. Yeah, I'm actually really, really torn on this one. And originally, I was going to say the Red Sox have the opportunity to win three out of four here. The offense is firing. The pitching is great. We did just lose Tanner Houck, and that sucks. The Twins also, on the flip side, just got Byron Buxton back. So you you get a, an elite level outfielder who unfortunately is injury prone, but has the ability to he has the pedigree to be a, a game changer, and he is a game changer. If he is on your team, your team is going to be better. Um, Garrett Whitlock is better than Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray in the month of April was lights out. He was four and zero in the month of April. In eight starts since April, he's zero and one. He has seven no decisions. Did not record decision all of May. Went. Six straight games without a decision. Um, ultimately, though, this is about calling predictions. I do think that we're going to split the series, and I think that Garrett Whitlock is going to have the capability to just edge Sonny Gray as Byron Buxton is coming back from an injury. So the Red Sox are up 2-1, to one, and that will bring us to our final game of the four-game set. Uh, we have a to-be-named starter going up against elite Joe Ryan, who has been incredible this year for the Twins. Cody, why don't you hit us off? Could this be another Caleb Ort sighting? Is this going to be a Pavetta game, a Kluber game? The possibilities are endless, and uh, I don't think it honestly matters that much. Uh, Charlie, as you had mentioned, right, Joe Ryan has just been elite this year. Um, As I was saying, hey, you know, I'm going to take the Red Sox against Sonny Gray, Eight days out of the week, uh, I, I don't think we're going to get it done. I think this is going to make it a 2-2 split. I have the Twins taking game four. Terry? Not a lot to add. Um, I'm not giving the Red Sox a sweep here. I, I will take the Twins in game one. Uh, it's worth noting that if Kluber ends up being the starter, he lasted five innings against the Twins in April. Seven earned runs, uh, struck out four. So if he gets the nod over Pavetta, I, I think uh, I think the Twins will win by a lot. It'll be a pretty high-scoring game for them. Joe Ryan should win this game. Joe Ryan in 14 starts has pitched a quality start in 12 of those 14 appearances. Joe Ryan is 0-3 in his last four and 7-1 and in his first 10 appearances this year. Joe Ryan has lost three of those four games because he has only been given one run of support. So if I'm Minnesota, I'm backing this man because I already know we don't have Pablo in game one. We need our stopper to get the job done and we need to score runs for him. Adding Buxton should help. 
I ultimately don't think it's going to matter. Not much more to add from what you gents already said. Joe Ryan's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He pitches for a team that's not that good. He's still seven and four with a what three 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 ERA. So uh, give me Joe Ryan in this one. That'll complete the the split here for four games. Anything else that you gents want to add for this one? Nope. Right on. All right, that is going to wrap it for all of us. Everyone have a great night. Take care.